0: The Grave Consequences podcast. I am Caleb B. You can follow me there on Twitter. You can follow Greg at X Maserati. You can follow the show at GC underscore Cast. Be warned, neither of us use that account though, so don't expect to follow back. We are a part of the Social Suplex podcast network, and you can follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex on Twitter. Uh, you can si- subscribe to our solo feed on whatever podcasting app you used. If you have an iPhone, we prefer that you use Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can get all of our library of shows by searching for the Social Suplex Podcast Network on your, your app store, your podcasting app, pardon me. Now, that being said, if you have Apple Podcasts, please go and give us five stars. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Click like. Make sure you lick my butthole while you're at it. Folks, today, the recording date is February 15, 2021. We are here to record Season 1, Episode 27. So we're getting down to the home stretch of Lucha Underground. The title is Aztec Medallions. And Greg, I am sorry for that drawn-out intro. How are you tonight, sir?
1: Pretty exhausted. Uh, Mm -hmm. The work week starts off pretty hectically for me, so... uh always pretty tired when we record on a monday
0: yes i i can imagine and you had
1: to beg and plead for me to
0: record today <laughs> i really did that's the thing and i'm greg you're a trooper man you really are mr no days off you're like the the fred rosser and social suplex network except you know uh you're heterosexual not that there's anything wrong with that
1: there's a uh, person that shows up today on this show and uh vampiro mentions that he's actually wrestled 385 days in a year Ooh. i'm kind of like that guy
0: yep yeah you are your are el mehor podcast
1: i don't know what that means <laughs> but i'm gonna take it as
0: a compliment you didn't pay attention to the match did you i didn't hear that part well you know this guy did a lot of Damn it. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it when it happens, okay? But yeah. I was so I was so excited to see this guy, just being completely transparent.
1: Oh, I was too. And, you know, not yeah. only did you beg me to record today, but you begged me to watch the show so we could record today. So I had to squeeze that in. Uh, and it was, as we talked about privately, uh, it was, of course, interrupted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, uh people at the dick sucking factory just uh giving you trouble
1: there's never a lack of dicks and there's never enough people to suck them so it i'm busy (laughs) i'm a busy guy Mm
0: -hmm. oh my god my uh autocorrect we'll get to it when we get to it it's in the first segment here um dario is in the back talking to matanza who Still has not been seen so far. He's talking about the Aztec medallions and he's proud. He got all seven of them and it only cost him half of his dad's fortune. His dad's fortune. So now the picture has been painted. (laughs) Dario Cueto, and this tells you why he's such a dick. He's old money, dude. He's a trust fund baby. Of course he is, too. We should have known it the whole time. That does explain how he, because as soon as you said that,
1: I was wondering, how did he get those medallions? And uh, <laughs> he just bought them, apparently. He's the uh, Ted DiBiase of uh, Lucha Underground. He just
0: No, he's the Ted DiBiase Jr. of Lucha Underground. But Excuse he's more me. talented. Excuse but me, he's more talented.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sully the name of Dario Cueto. But he is like a full-blown trust fund baby. It's like that freaking Jagoff from AEW. Saw the Dario Cueto gimmick, and he's like, "I'm gonna steal that."
1: Which one is that? MJF. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> MJF <clears throat> is a little bit more douchey.
0: Yep. Yep. Sure, he is. Yep.
1: Well, on purpose. He does it on purpose.
0: He's good at it. Uh, we're doing the. Sorry, you're supposed to striker me, whereas I'm doing the vampiro thing. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I actually like him, Caleb. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be oh, like, and he's
1: all about that darkness and vampire cults. And I once did Krav Maga <laughs> and jumped out a window. And now I have and dementia. I totally,
0: I totally was the, the bodyguard for Millie Vanilli. Yeah,
1: I would just start. If I mean, if I just start lying, then I'll start doing a vampire gimmick. But uh, not, not there. I'm too tired to creatively lie like that at this moment
0: that's that's fair enough oh by the way i still love the breakfast club i hope no one's ever forgot about them
1: you i I, it tells me how many people are not listening to the show because i'm pretty sure i talked about that on the air did we talk about that on the air
0: yeah i think so
1: okay yeah no one listens to our show it's okay though
0: yeah of course they don't those dicks even though we're we're the best show on on this network and any other network but you know that's fine
1: well, we're going to do something at the end to uh, test to see who who is listening, uh, and when we, we get there, yeah, oh yeah, I have something planned.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah. Is it going to be a test for me as well? Because maybe I don't listen.
1: No, no, it's just uh, you'll see. <clears throat> it's test. It's a test to see if our our uh, brothers in arms are are <laughs> are listening <laughs> as well.
0: Brothers in arms. Yeah. That is amazing. Oh, by the way, my um, autocorrect corrected Matanza to Maranta for some reason. Maranta. Is that even a word? Maranta. I don't think so. It may be a Spanish word. But I wrote down that Matanza, with all his heavy breathing and everything, he sounds like Darth Vader. (laughs) They should have done that. Yes. Yes, do it. Uh... (laughs) But, yeah, uh, Dario basically talked to himself and talked about the seven Aztec medallions and how he's a trust fund baby, and that was pretty much the segment there.
1: It was an interesting segment. I think uh, the way he talked to Matanza was a little... I don't know if he talks to Matanza the same way going forward, but it was very much kind of like he's uh, lording over him, and he does, but it seemed like a little bit more malicious. I think... As we go on, he's a little bit more, I don't want to say uh, brotherly, but um, yeah. he just came off as just a dick to him. It it almost paints the scenario that Matanz is going to like later get his comeuppance on Dario, or that Matanz is going to seek revenge on Dario. Don't get your hopes up for that. That's not where this is going.
0: No, it's not at all.
1: But I could see how a first-time viewer might be like, oh, he's... You know, taunting this guy—he's—I he, can't wait to see him and get his revenge. That's this was very—it's not, not—it's not bad. I'm just saying, like I could see how someone might think that. I'm just want to correct it ahead of time. Did you die?
0: Almost. I uh, nearly uh, went to heaven. Matanzo almost got his hands on me.
1: Mm. You sure it was heaven?
0: uh i don't know it was looking kind of red mm. um <laughs> but um i did see a crow too so maybe i would have uh, come back and haunted everyone in the social suplex podcast network
1: that sounds so amazing seeing you come down from the rafters with a baseball bat <laughs> and a yeah. trench coat like you're in the trench coat yeah. mafia no i just like... bring
0: my 38
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine you coming down with that stupid cord that sting. <laughs> And everyone's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, who is that guy? Like, because a lot of them are young, and they probably won't get the reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah Crow Sting didn't even exist when uh, Murray was born. Is Murray that young? No, uh, he. I'll, I will say this: Crow Sting had already been thought of, had already been a thing for like I think a couple of years by the term. By the time Murray was actually born. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think anyone that sees uh the crow will instantly think that the, the, the at least they'll go to sting first before they go to the actual crow. <laughs> so Fair people enough, yeah. people might be wondering why you're not doing a uh scorpion death lock or uh what's the what's the reverse DDT called that he does? Uh
0: scorpion death drop. Scorpion death drop, yep. I believe Oh, by the way, uh, Sergio Mendoza y la orchestra played us in again. And by the way, Robert Trujillo was in the audience. That's freaking cool, man. That was the guy from Suicidal Tendencies? And Metallica, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, they said that. I didn't know he was in Metallica at, at one point.
0: <clears throat> yeah. That was good. Cool. But enough is enough about people in the audience, because we had a debutante tonight. And that debutant was facing our Aerostar, his name, from nearby Seattle, Washington. I met him at WrestleCon 2016, had a damn good conversation with him. He made fun of my Niners hat because he's a Seahawks fan, of course. And uh, I'm referring to the one, the only, El Mejor, Luchador, Jack Evans. We got a gringo, man. He is amazing, too. And you know what's so great about him? is when he showed up, the crowd, the temple, because, you know, he, he's a regular in the northwestern U.S., and California, PWG, that whole thing, uh, and AAA as well. But that being said, they loved him when he was coming out. He talked for, like, he said two things, and the crowd was already, like, hating his guts, man. That's how great of a heel Jack Evans is.
1: Yeah, Jack knows how to, and he doesn't even get a mic. That was one of my points I wrote down. He doesn't even need mm-hmm. a mic. He knows how to work the crowd, and I think one of the things I noticed in AEW is when they gave him a mic, uh, his promos were kind of, they were kind of extra. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm. the one time they gave him and uh, and Helico like uh, it was it was a sig- it was a segment like on Beanie mm-hmm. lead or or it was on the main show, but he came off weird. Uh, he but he knows how to work the crowd. He does have that. I know
0: down. He had a run-in. Him and Helico had a run-in on the debuting episode of Dynamite with uh, Jay and Silent Bob.
1: I don't don't remember that.
0: That was on the first episode. Yeah.
1: Was was the segment good?
0: I don't remember it being all that good, to be honest with you.
1: I'd have to go back and watch. I don't remember that at all. I mean, anything with uh, celebrities... Just showing up and interacting with wrestlers, I just care so little that I block it mm-hmm.
0: out. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. The closest I came to caring about a celebrity segment and wrestling was oh well, Pat McAfee most recently, but before that it was um, Stephen Amell uh, when he did the program with uh, Cody and Barrett at SummerSlam twenty
1: fifteen. Well, that's I, and I I like that too, but that's that's a person coming in and taking it seriously
0: uh yes yeah you
1: know and taking bombs and stuff like that i and i've heard good things about pat mcafee i've heard he's doing good people are like he's him.
0: legitimately one of the better promos in the industry right now
1: and it sounds and that's really good i mean i'm glad he's taking it seriously but jay and silent bob i'm sure uh well one who gives a shit <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and two, like, they, they're not, uh, uh, Kevin Smith's not bumping, and, and neither neither is the ah. other guy. No. But every, every once in a while, I work in IT, and every once in a while, I send someone randomly that I know that I've worked with a clip from uh, one of the movies where I, it's, uh, Jay says, what the fuck is the internet? Just to, like, drive them crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, my favorite quote. So anytime someone asks me, like, a computer question, I like to send that to them so they stop asking me questions.
0: That's truly great. Um Jesus Christ, let's see here. I didn't write really like many spots down in really any of the matches because the main event was short, the um seven-way, which we'll talk about later, so much going on. And this one also so much going on, and it was great. And this was more about the character work in my opinion. I did write down the finish, but but that being said, the first thing Jack Evans says as he was coming out. If you don't know who I am you need to go to YouTube.
1: very smart. <laughs> I mean that's true though for most wrestlers if I don't know my that's the first thing I go to is I look at their you know signature moves, any big segments. I mean I, I was watching Kenny Omega on YouTube before I started watching New Japan because uh, when I re- yeah. when he broke out in New Japan like I don't know if you were watching Ring of Honor but he was kind of like a, a weeaboo. like like you know he wasn't a, a main guy in Ring of Honor that I remember. Mm. I mean, maybe eventually he became one, but he was just kind of like a uh, joke character. And when he started mm-hmm. becoming a big deal, it was like, okay, wow, this is very different. So YouTube is, uh, mm. I mean, I know he's trying to get heel heat, but it's actually kind of a smart thing to do to, you know. yeah, Keep people to know you. I, I took some notes down if you want me to go through the match. I actually have a whole paragraph
0: I wrote down. Feel free, but I would like to point out that Evans, like I said, it took him like two minutes to get heat. And not only was he getting boos and jeers, but he also got a culero chant, which, uh, when when translated, roughly translates to asshole.
1: Is that the, I think that's the second time we've heard that chant thing, because I think we've had this exact conversation about that. Uh, I term. believe so. I don't I remember who so, got yeah. that, though. Do you remember who got that?
0: Uh, maybe Pentagon or maybe Son of Havoc before the trio's title?
1: Possibly. I think you're right. Oh, man, you want me to go through some of my notes I took down for the match?
0: Oh, feel free, brother. Feel free.
1: Sorry, it's a bad segue, but as we've uh, alluded to before, I'm uh, pretty spent on fumes on fumes. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: but this this was just, as you said, this was uh, an established ma- establishment match for Evans. Uh, it was under 14 minutes, but it didn't feel uh, short. And it, didn't, it definitely didn't feel too long. It felt like uh, the perfect kind of... I-, I like anything under 20 minutes. Anytime you go over 20 minutes, I think you kind of need a damn good reason uh, yeah. to go over 20 minutes. That's my personal opinion, because not everyone can have a, a fulfilling match for over 20 yeah. minutes. Even some people that can don't always do it. <clears throat> Sometimes it's personally, a Personally,
0: um, I'm sorry to cut in. I really good. am. But personally, I don't think many matches... Even main events, main events, I don't think should hardly ever go over 20. Uh, most matches, I don't think, should ever go over 15.
1: I don't think they should be under 10 minutes. Yeah. I, uh, I'd say
0: 12, 13 is the sweet spot.
1: Yeah. Just because uh, anything under 10, like anything that's like five minutes is like, why'd you even have the match? Like, unless it's like a story segment, it's building something up, it's not a match to me. Uh, yeah. Like
0: something we'll talk about later. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but. Match was a great, great feel for time. Uh and the pacing of the match and the audience made it made it a breeze to sit through. Uh, and the whole point was for them to establish early on our overall that Evans is a worthy contender for Drago or or someone in Aerostar's position on the on the card. Uh yeah they were able to showcase that Evans was good at judo lucha and even some Taekwondo slash capoeira skills with some of his kicks. Um, mm-hmm. And they, with all his shouting at the, at the crowd and uh, his just interactions with, with people, uh, they established. claim
0: to have invented
1: lucha libre. That was my favorite part.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just going to piss every, just, just, just like trying if... to offend people as hard as possible
0: if anybody needed deserved the brown eye kick from from Anhel or from aerostar it's him yeah he is the his character is the
1: horse's ass and his he has a a huge inflated ego because he is really good uh but it's also why he lost he let his ego get a hold of him and that's why aerostar was able to beat him uh he was Mm -hmm. what's the term like he he didn't have hubris or he had I forget how hubris is used but he
0: had he had too much hubris
1: he had too much hubris and it cost him uh even though he mm-hmm. if he if he was a little bit more checked personality wise he probably might have won but uh mm-hmm. he knew how to work the crowd he got they were able to have him kick out of some moves so he they established his durability they established all the high high spots he was able to do like he did a, a For, uh, sh- shooting stars press from the uh the metal gate we talked about last show
0: mm-hmm He he did a, he did a standing uh, corkscrew moonsault.
1: That was insane. He's an
0: athlete. Yeah, Uh,
1: he's he's not a power move guy. He's all about flips, dives, Mm -hmm. strikes, and submissions.
0: He's definitely RLPW for sure.
1: I say so. He's also MPW because I like submissions Mm -hmm. and I like strikes. And
0: he's, he's even he's even CPW because like bruh, he's got the character. Is that what is CPW? Uh it's Caleb Pro or Cabe's Pro Wrestling or Cable what? Pro Wrestling. Any of my number of nicknames, it don't matter. Well I figured that, but I just meant like what's your you know, what's your yeah. criteria? I have two different oh uh character work mostly and um just a tinge of athleticism, like not tripping over your two feet, uh being able to string moves together, that kind of thing. Being presentable in the ring. That's honestly that's all I ask for.
1: So if someone's textbook good in the ring uh but not necessarily like uh let's say let's say aj styles level is a good you still would like them if they're good on the mic and they can just they could hang with anybody like they're not going to slow the match down they're not going to make it suck just by being in it they can at least rise to the person they're in the ring with right
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, you're spot on, dude.
1: Okay, uh, that's that's all I had for that for that match.
0: Oh, oh my God, the finish! And I remember watching this. Uh, shout out, Will Kelly, <laughs> a damn good guy, good friend of mine. I remember watching this when it came out, watching this match when it happened, and um, that finish, bruh, the flipping pile driver insane like we thought jack evans was dead
1: he sold it like he was dead i mean it wasn't a mexican destroyer it was a flipping pile driver so when he lost it was kind of like okay uh no one should kick out of that so he didn't look weak losing that's that's the like and i, I say that all the time like if you lose to a move that should pretty much kill anybody you're not going to look weak for losing it's when you lose to like stupid distraction finishes uh so yeah. he he didn't. Aerostar was able to get the W. You're able to showcase his his hubris, and how it's his it's it's his own downfall. And mm-hmm. you know it takes it takes a hell of a lot to take him out. So you've in one match they've established Jack Evans the character. This is him. Hmm. Damn. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Bruh, nail on the head, sir. Yep. Oh, you know who hates small talk, apparently?
1: No, I don't.
0: Big Rick. Big Rick hates it, man. He's pissed they didn't win the the trios titles because Mac wanted to make small talk. He's not having it. Not having it one bit. Uh, Rick said, you know, like, you know, you're here to do your moves and and gain your fans, but I'm here for money, which we knew. We knew that. Maybe Mac didn't because, you know, Mac's only been around for so long. But he said, you know, for the right amount of money, I'd whip my own family's ass. So dissension is being teased there. And he they just made him a baby face. So
1: Big Rick, I know you like him, and I don't have anything against him, but his character arc is so weird to me sometimes.
0: It's, uh, it's such a... I hate to say I never thought I would say this, because I wasn't a big Ezekiel Jackson fan. But this is such a waste of his character.
1: Yeah, I, there's, there's stuff you could do. I, I would keep him like as a gatekeeper, uh, high mid-card. I mean, I I really feel like he was injured or he was just at the end of his career when he went to Lucha Underground. Um, Yeah. Because he wasn't bad. Like, I mean, there's no match where I was like, ugh, like, I I hate this, this is trash. Like, every match he's in, he's serviceable. Like, I guess uh, he's CPW. Like, I have no problem with it. Uh, he, he can rise to anybody's level or he's a big guy. So any of those high flying guys can, can do something with him. Uh, but he just, they just, I don't know. Uh, he, I think maybe he was extorting
0: them for real. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's not a gimmick. Yeah. Bruh. Um, I don't know. Like I, I hate that they're already teasing another heel turn.
1: It's weird, um, and it's it just leads to me thinking that they once they were done the trios with these three, they were done. I mean, I mean, but yeah. which is what they were. They're they're done, uh, as a trios, But um, it, it, I don't know. It's just I think I've said everything there is to say about this. It's kind of a nothing segment. Um, do, I don't even remember if they they don't feud. I'm pretty sure that's not even a spoiler. No, uh, so. no they don't. I guess the promos on are this this the the uh cin- the uh cin cinematics the uh what's the word I'm looking for the vignettes the vignettes the vignettes on the show kind of they didn't rub me the wrong way but they just kind of were weird to me like you ever watch a show when you're sick and it's just kind of like maybe it's it's darker than usual or it just feels odd I don't know if you've ever uh, had that feeling
0: yeah, I was half asleep one day watching a uh, early, early days. We're talking like summer 2016, um, Broken Hardy's vignette. And again, doing that half asleep, doing that fully awake, it's already weird enough. But half asleep, it just feels like you're having a bad trip, I can imagine.
1: Yeah, this this wasn't to that extent, but it just kind of invokes that kind of feeling a little bit where... Uh, the next episode is not going to, f- the, the, I'm pretty sure any Dario segment, is not going to feel the way this one felt and any kind of big Rick segment, is probably not going to feel like this one. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. maybe I'll be wrong, but it's just, it's a little thing. It's a little, it's a little nuance I noticed.
0: Yeah. This episode definitely feels like a story builder, you know,
1: story builder. And it just feels like the story. Uh,
0: and so when I say story builder, that's not a compliment folks.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's it, it's almost as if you have like a show and a different writer is like you have a bunch of writers decide how the story's gonna go and then once mm-hmm. like the seventh part of the story one writer does what he said he was gonna do, what they all agreed to it, but the tone and and the and the the, the, the ambiance is just different from the rest of the of the stuff. The
0: ambiance so,
1: ambiance,
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh uh, 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 uh uh the The je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I'm an ass clown. We're
1: cultured. I mean, can That's you say fair. that about any other podcast you listen to? Any other wrestling podcast you listen to? Are they as cultured how, as us? Don't how we?
0: many other podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network besides 8-Bit that has Sandy Gaviria has people slipping in Spanish accents because they've been learning Spanish for three years now. Hmm? 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 We're cultured. Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, taking my back there. No, I didn't um, disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, but you left me out there in the cold, brother. Um, no. And I felt it. I felt it. It's like negative. It feels like negative 10 outside here in Oklahoma. You got to wear layers. uh, Your winter came to us and I hate it.
1: You got to wear your layers because I'm cold blooded.
0: Yep. It is actually super cold over here in Oklahoma right now. How cold is it? Bruh, it's, let's see. Three degrees, one degree. And I'm going to ask Siri real quick. Delaware, okay. Wind chill. What are you doing, uh,
1: minus eleven, minus eleven point two Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah. Sounds, sounds all right. <clears throat> it's
0: terrible. Anyway, next up, uh, Striker and Vamp. They tell us we have seven luchadors coming to the ring per the invitation of one Dario Cueto, and these luchadors include Pentagon Junior, Sexy Star, Cage, Killshot the mac who came out to the ring after the first five did uh King cuerno and phoenix is the last luchador or no pardon me the mac was the last luchador uh phoenix was just the last one i wrote down dario says hey you know we got these aztec medallions and uh You win one of these, it's your shot at immortality, he said. And the thing with Lucha Underground, compared to like any other wrestling show, when they say shot at immortality, I suspect Dario Cueto is being literal.
1: Yeah, there's some I mean, we already have the living embodiment of death and someone that can't die. So
0: And we have a dragon. We had a dragon, as it were.
1: And I I don't think they've established what Aerostar is yet.
0: Nope, not yet, but <laughs> just wait. You'll find out. Oh, my God. I didn't write down many spots here because there was just so much going on.
1: I can fill in <laughs> some stuff.
0: Yeah, feel, feel free. Feel free. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I'm not going to give any hot spots or hot spots, high spots, because uh, try and avoid doing that too much. Get And as we said before, if we tell you the spots – uh, you might not want to go back, or it kind of ruins the surprise. Uh, because some of these mm-hmm. stuff that Phoenix and Pentagon do, and yeah. uh, they're just they're insane.
0: Oh, uh, Phoenix and Pentagon were definitely co MVPs of this match,
1: they ran, they ran the match. I mean, every what you can say is like, uh, normally, some sometimes matches can be all about spots and not much psychology. Uh, I think me and you are on the same page where. Yes, high spots are cool, but after a while, you kind of need a reason for the high spots. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was psychology, but it had to do – it revolved around their characters and the current feuds they've been in and and are currently running. So you saw Phoenix – well, Phoenix was fighting everyone, but you saw Pentagon fighting Sexy. Uh, Mm -hmm. You saw – who else was in here? Killshot was going after Cage and and, uh, Quirno and Mac as well. So they were going against each other. Uh, like I said Phoenix was going against everybody it all it all made sense everything they did made sense uh, let's see what else do I have here I, I will say that this was probably the match in which Pentagon looked the strongest though because uh, he did a, a sling blade on Phoenix and Phoenix sold it better than anyone's ever sold a sling blade before uh, it, I don't know if you remember that spot but it was pretty awesome uh, yeah. it and then he he even took on Sexy and Phoenix on his own at at, at one point. He even did a Gory Buster and a uh, Package Piledriver. Oh my
0: god, that was amazing! I just wrote down Spine Breaker, but yeah, that was amazing.
1: I'm pretty sure that's the Gory Buster. Uh,
0: that looks like it. Yeah, I just didn't know what to call it, so I was like, oh, it looks like it could break a spine. Let's go with Spine Breaker."
1: Yeah, he did that to Sexy, and he gave the Package Piledriver to uh, Phoenix at the same time. Phoenix. Yep. Yep. Uh, He he destroyed them both. Uh, Unfortunately, Sexy interrupted when he tried to break Phoenix's arm. Uh, And eventually uh, Phoenix was able to get the win over Pentagon. It was earned uh, because he was fighting a a battle two-on-one. and I don't don't think Sexy and Phoenix ever hit each other. Uh, The
0: finish was amazing.
1: Sexy had some good spots too. She took on Cage and Corno and it wasn't uh, just them being goofballs and getting hit with everything, uh, right when they yeah. were going to get where, right when they were going to take her out, she managed to dive out to the outside and take someone else on. So she's smart, uh, but not, uh, not completely. She's not like, uh, in not overconfident, what's the word delusional, like, uh, Don Coyote going after windmills. Mm-hmm. No, she knows she, there's some people she can't beat. So when she saw cage and, uh, Quirino, she, dipped out of the ring it was a good match uh it you know they're they're doing high spots but it's not their best stuff uh you could skip it if you wanted to uh don't think you're gonna miss much um mm-hmm. no that's um,
0: fair um i have a vampiro factoid of the week actually oh thank and you it's that yes uh i completely i, I didn't make this up at all that's definitely something that vampiro actually did or something he said on the show It's not something I made up, I swear to God. Um, But that being said, Vampiro actually once went to heaven for three hours and God kicked him out because he said he's too hardcore.
1: It'd be funny if all of a sudden you started hearing Limp Biscuit counterfeit and then Vampiro descended from heaven because he wasn't cool. He was just so much of a poser. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a reverse rapture where he's just sent back. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> they
0: send him down oh my god that's great oh man i love the finish because the okay the rewind the the rewind rana from phoenix onto Pinta was amazing what made it so amazing and i think it's one of those like hey bump here bump here signifiers that phoenix did but it looked hilarious when you consider that that it's his brother but when he's going down when phoenix is going down when they're transitioning the move over Phoenix is slapping the shit out of Pentagon's head. I mean, it kind of would. It's if it would
1: make sense because you distract the person, so they're focused on you know you hitting them, and then you hit them with a poison rana and kill them. Uh, mm-hmm. He's dude. Phoenix is so him, Ricochet, and Will Osprey are just so insanely talented. Like yeah. the stuff they can do.
0: Man, it's one of those things, like, but you know, seeing those slaps to the head, it, it's one of those, like, you know, like, if a brother gets in there with a brother or, like, a friend, lifelong friend gets in there with a lifelong friend, you know they got to be potatoing the shit out of each other because they're not going to get mad.
1: <laughs> you never know. I mean, they might get madder.
0: <laughs> That's fair enough, yeah. That's fair enough.
1: Pentagon did try to break uh, his arm, so maybe he was
0: justified. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe the the armbreak. My god, maybe Pentagon broke the script. <laughs> you remember that uh, that shitty uh, I think it was Bash at the Beach 2000? Don't know if I saw it. When that. Goldberg Goldberg, it was Goldberg Nash and Steiner in a three-way. And in storyline, the finish was supposed to be Kevin Nash. Yes, in storyline, the finish, you know, like hey, it's fake. Um, what? Was Kevin Nash hitting a uh, jackknife on Goldberg? Kevin Nash gets um, Goldberg, you know, prompt ready for the the jackknife, Then Goldberg just gets out of it and leaves Vince Russo. You know, it wasn't bash at the beach; it was a Great American Bash, actually. But that mm. being said, um, Goldberg leaves Vince Russo is like, "Hey, what the hell?" Blah blah blah, and then um, Mark Madden and scott hudson and, and tony shivani they're all going off like it appears as though goldberg went away from the script
1: well oh, they said that on the air that's so terrible that's a mad strike. yes
0: that was the angle that was the angle was that goldberg broke the script that's terrible i hate that shit. that's ri- that's dumb that's dumb
1: like imagine like anakin and, and obi-wan are fighting and And Anakin just looks at the crowd and goes, "Don't worry, these aren't real lightsabers."
0: Yes. Just imagine. Just imagine you're watching The Walking Dead, and Rick Grimes goes, "Oh, don't worry, they're not real zombies. We're not in actual trouble." So terrible. I agree. I agree.
1: Can you? Anyway, Phoenix
0: got Phoenix got the win. You were going to ask me a question, sir.
1: Yeah, but I was going to ask you something about Vince Russo, but I don't want to talk about Vince Russo for 20 minutes, so I, I'm going to keep it to uh, myself. We,
0: we can, no, no, I want you to ask me. I want to know, man.
1: Do you, can you think of any storyline that you know is purely Vince Russo's that was good? Not something he was went through a filter like Vince McMahon or anything where other people worked on it at the same amount of level, but a purely Vince Russo idea that – is really meant like not good, like not. It was on a show and it was okay. It's like a storyline between, between like two guys that was all right. I mean, like a major storyline that you remember, kind of like Rock versus Austin or, or Austin versus Vince McMahon or uh fucking Kenny Omega versus uh Okada. Like, is there any Vince Russo storyline that you can think of?
0: He well, this isn't a storyline, but he claims <laughs> the keyword is claim. He claims he's responsible for signing Dwayne. That's, yeah, that, that's it? Okay. Yeah. Which is also bullshit. I know we're, people are always everyone talking and Their about, brother, Everyone and their brother says, yeah, Jim Ross signed him.
1: Yeah, to be Vince Ross was head of talent relations. I don't think Russo was. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I just forget where I was going with that, but uh, I just, people always talk about finessers in, in wrestling, and, and Vince Russo, I
0: think, is up there because he's a hack. Vince is up there. Jeff Jarrett is up there. Bray Wyatt is up there. Well, v- Jeff Jarrett,
1: for all his problems, he did perform, though.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair enough.
1: Like, I don't like that's Jeff Jarrett as a performer, but he did do it. And for the most part, he was mid.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I can't really... like. I know of all the bad stuff he did. Yeah, I mean, that says everything. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, fuck Vince Russo. Hey, uh, for those of you listening, uh, the date's February 15. You already know. I sent out a tweet. Uh, I asked Bow Wow to come on the show. So maybe that'll happen. That'd be a get.
1: I'm trying to remember what I said about that, but I don't. Why? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's why I, I think I asked something else. But why was the predominant one? Yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned that Bow Wow is also your height, and he's like 150 pounds.
1: Yeah, he would die in a ring. <laughs> like, imagine maybe him against.
0: Should, maybe you should honestly consider some MMA training.
1: Some training. I mean, do you remember. Well, I mean, if if uh what's his face, uh, one of the um, who's the YouTuber that is boxing now? He's trying to call Jake out maybe, Paul.
0: Well, Logan yeah, I mean. Paul.
1: Yeah, apparently well, they're pretty they're pretty decent boxers. I mean, that's and that's a hard sport. So, I mean, as much as as you might hate them, like you know, they're not going to beat Mayweather or, or uh Conor McGregor, whoever they were calling out, but
0: um what's his name? Who's facing one of the Pauls? I think it's Jake. Is facing Ben Askren, and he may honestly win.
1: Yeah, I mean, like they're they're talented guys. Is it boxing or MMA that he's challenging? Boxing. Okay, boxing. But, yeah, I mean, boxing is very hard, but uh yeah, I don't think it would be smart to challenge an MMA guy cuz it takes a while to get good at cuz there's you know grappling, ground grapplings, transitions and and stuff. Uh boxing seems to be the the better idea if you if you want to make money, I think, for one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh but I mean, Bow Wow could if we're taking it seriously, like if he did take up some even boxing or uh you know, some jujitsu would help a lot, but my God, dude, like imagine if Lars Sullivan isn't there anymore, but he's like the biggest yeah. guy I can think of. Imagine him versus Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan would probably literally just oh rip him in half. God.
0: Yes. Yes, dude. Oh, that would be amazing. But he's, uh, gone.
1: he's gone now. They let him go.
0: Yeah, he did. I don't blame him. Um <laughs> Apparently, though, and this sucks because, like, I've been dealing with it for about a year, but apparently, Lars had like crippling anxiety, performance anxiety, too.
1: He, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, it didn't help that all his, uh, forum talk came up to him, came back to him. Um, and then his interactions with young ladies on, uh, I guess it was Instagram. And I, I, I didn't,
0: you know, look into it like a and his like, previous film career as well.
1: <laughs> his previous film career, it's just he's unfortunately a, a victim of not knowing things will come back to haunt you, and and unfortunately they did for him. Uh, you know, I I think they they tried to push him as far as they could, but with his kind of past coming back to haunt him, it's it's it wasn't gonna happen. I mean, even even as a heel, uh, he he'd have to go to like Japan or. I'm trying to think of somewhere else. The, it would be okay for him to work. Uh, that's, that's it. Like that's Antarctica. probably where, Well, I'm Marty, Marty scroll might go to Japan. Uh, that's, that's kind of the place to go. I mean, David Starr's is dead. I think so.
0: Yeah. I yeah. uh, won't miss him either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of vignettes back to back here. The first we had Dario Cueto talking to team havoc. He said, Hey, crew's getting rematched. Cause they beat y'all last week. And, um, Son of Havoc points out that Evelise had a broken leg. She said, hey, not a big deal. I just need my hands to beat them. <laughs> and uh, Cueto said, well, yeah, you need your hands, but you also need your feet, because it's a ladder match. I
1: feel like he said that on the fly as soon as she said that just to fuck over her. Like, I really do. Yes.
0: Yes. I really agree. Um, it's one of those, it, you know, lives up to the first commandment of the temple. Dario Cueto is, and forever will be, a dick. For the most part, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was really all to that vignette. Not much else there. Um, right after that, Phoenix is in the locker room. He gets cornered by Katrina, who appears out of thin air. And you know what? I, I honestly wouldn't complain if I was in Phoenix's position. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry, I got some. I was checking some messages. What did you say?
0: really really
1: (laughs) yeah something crazy happened so i had to check it
0: oh yeah uh no i was just saying phoenix got cornered in the locker room by katrina and i said if i was in his position i wouldn't complain
1: no uh my wife finally did show up uh on the show uh she she was missed (laughs) at the time we were honeymooning um so we had just gotten back uh it this just disproved my original points about Phoenix being a simp, and she just rubs it in his face, like, "Yeah, thanks for your, you know, only fans' contribution." Uh, <laughs> my boyfriend and I really enjoyed all the money that you and your simp buddies uh, sent me just for pictures of my boobies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so she really rubbed it in, and he he wasn't too happy about it. Uh, nor yeah. should he be. I mean, he learned, you know, it's not good to be a nice guy in quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you really gotta go By for By the way,
0: folks, it is, not, it, it is good to be a nice guy, meaning actual nice guy without ulterior motives, but uh, to be a quote-unquote nice guy, not so much. Kind of makes you an a-hole. Makes you an a-hole,
1: and uh, you gotta know when you're being duped. I mean, she kissed him a few times, and he, he lost his mind. I mean, would mm-hmm. me or you also fall for it? Yes. But we're not, <laughs> you know, the living embodiment of life and rebirth. You'd think a guy that lives forever, dies, comes back, would have at one point learned, you know, when he's being used. But apparently
0: every time he's reborn, he's born yesterday. So, uh. yeah. You would have think he would have learned the Angus Young or uh, Brian Johnson, uh, you know, memo of uh, the long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. But, yeah, apparently not. I just really wanted to shout out ACDC there. Uh, but yeah, Katrina, what's that
1: now? I said you're golden.
0: Nice, thank you. Uh,
1: if you like ACDC, uh, look up Steven Seagulls and their cover of uh, uh, Thunderstruck.
0: I will check that out. For you sure. will like it. I hope I'm not being trolled. You're not? Um, <laughs> Phoenix goes to grab Katrina, and she disappears when the lights go up.
1: He, She didn't give consent. I mean, I don't blame her.
0: this guy right here so uh i'm not sure what exactly is up with katrina she's some sort of supernatural force for sure
1: so well she's the goddess of death
0: Mm, yeah yeah fair enough and uh one thing that i don't think really leads anywhere because i don't think Phoenix shows any scars whatsoever from it but after katrina disappears tres luchadores in skull masks Jump from atop some lockers, and we end the scene.
1: Yeah, they are. Uh,
0: pretty... I mean, they'll show up later in the show. Spoiler alert! But
1: okay, I don't me. think
0: anything of consequence happened in this scene.
1: No, they're just showing them off. Uh, and they're yeah. I like them as characters. Uh, they don't do anything. The Phoenix. I think Phoenix is. Well, I don't think his story is done with Mill. But uh, they're they're. I don't think they do too much of Phoenix. I mean, I'm. I don't remember, but I forget where I was going with this, so I'm just going to let it die. (laughs) I'll let you continue the show. That's fair
0: enough. That's fair enough. Now it's time for the main event of the evening. And uh, one thing I noticed when Alberto El Patron was coming out to the ring. By the way, this is no DQ, so submission or pinfall, you know, got to have a winner. Uh, When Alberto was coming out, Matt Stryker mentioned that he won Technical of the Year in 2014 in AAA. I did the math. He got released in, like, mid-July. 2014 by wwe so at the earliest he showed up at like triple mania which is in mid-august so he was there for four months and he won a fan vote
1: that's so it was just he was either a popularity contest and if you're you know people remember the person who was there last as opposed to the person mm-hmm. that was there first in the year or it was rigged um or it was just a lie
0: yeah could be either one. Oh, one thing i noticed and by the way there's like nothing to this match we'll talk about it but uh Ben Perro bur- uh, buried Conan twice in this show, and neither Conan nor Prince Puma were on the show at all.
1: He did. I remember the one. Uh, he said, I wouldn't do that, but Conan would. I uh, forget what Yes, but Conan
0: would. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, all right. Yeah, I mean, that, that, you, you take a shot every time. Uh, Co- they uh, need to
0: kiss and make up, or one of them needs to die for all I care.
1: They might have crushes on each other.
0: Maybe. Yeah, like a schoolgirl thing or a school, uh, school child thing.
1: Yeah, they have a little Britney Spears notebook where they write all the poems about each other. <laughs> Vampiro calls uh, up Matt Striker and then he goes, hey, I want to tell you about my crush. And they just girl talk about boys. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, great. it's out
0: that's
1: of the blue. Great. I don't think it's scripted anymore. And it I, goes nowhere. It
0: goes nowhere.
1: goes nowhere. Because Conan can't bump at this point. I mean, maybe Conan yeah. can bump a little bit now, but this is when he was, like, dialysis, and he's using—he's literally using a cane to walk. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah.
1: He's fragile. I mean, he he's hurt. He shouldn't be taking bumps. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's a stupid thing to do. Like, Vampiro probably could take bumps.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. One thing I wrote down, Hernandez was getting his ass kicked, uh, Alberto was calling for the arm breaker, when Johnny Mundo shows up, by God, he pulls him out of the ring, pulls Alberto out of the ring, pronouns, pal. Beats the crap out of Alberto. Throws him through the window to Dario Cueto's office. Alberto is just laying <laughs> top half inside the office, Cueto bottom half outside.
1: I love this. Marty has
0: to pull him out.
1: Yeah, I, I love this. Marty it was Elias so cool because it was two. It yeah, was like it two was. different locations at once. Like you saw the, you saw it from the inside of uh, Dario's yeah. office, and you saw yeah. it from the ringside. And I don't think you ever see that in wrestling no. uh, because it's hard great to do
0: cinematography. Yeah, and Dar-
1: Dar- Dario had yeah. a smile on his face too. He wasn't upset about the window. He was just like he was loving. He poured himself a drink.
0: <laughs> he did. He did a drink to violence. You know.
1: I didn't know it was no DQ. I was so confused why it wasn't DQ'd. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, they kind of, like, even looking, even knowing going in, even if I didn't know what was going to happen going in, and that, you know, they stressed, oh, hey, it's, you know, there has to be a winner, there has to be a winner. I was like, okay, well, someone's interfering.
1: Okay, yeah, I I was, uh, as I said before, I was distracted while watching this. I missed the the whole part about it being no dq so when it happened, I was like, "Oh, I guess we're just going to let this uh, New Japan rule slide." You know, they're just gonna yeah. anything outside the ring is cool.
0: <laughs> and by distracted folks, he means he was watching uh, some Bridget B. Uh, filmography. So <laughs> that's that's where his distractions came. Um, all kidding aside marty elias pulls alberto i don't know why it popped me because like a referee never does this so that's probably why but marty elias had to pull him from the the hanging position he was in
1: it was weird because that's that's Mm -hmm. also what confused me because i didn't hear the part about no dq so the ref was over here trying to pull this guy out they clearly got thrown through a window and it was like why is he why is he so insistent on you know Uh, Patron's still continuing to fight why isn't he just I was so confused
0: (laughs) yeah and uh, so Johnny you know picks Alberto up rolls him into the ring Hernandez doesn't do a damn thing gets the win confirms the title shot so Hernandez will face Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship that's not the story here folks oh by the way uh alberto was wearing the full-blown crimson mask for what it's worth like he was covered in blood it was It. i love i actually
1: love the fact that hernandez didn't do anything extra it was such a heel dick type of move to like uh, a baby mm-hmm. face would do like their finisher right afterwards they might be conflicted but they'll yeah. still do their finisher he's like no nah, i'm just gonna pin him, and i, I kind of love that dude
0: yeah he's like nah i'll take the uh i will take what is given to me no problem <laughs>
1: All I have are power moves and power bombs, and I'm tired. I'm just going to pin this dude.
0: All I have is power moves, power bombs, and my charisma. I'm just going to pin him. It was great. And the one thing I loved is, like, because Hernandez is so extra, you know, in between the moves uh, and, you know, outside of the ring. And he's just, like, taunting in people's faces as he's going to the locker room. It's like, yeah, I've won. I've won. He did win. Yeah,
1: and and, and the, the thing,
0: temple. I love how much the temple hates Hernandez. Man, they were ready to boo him from jump.
1: I'm starting to like him because I actually his move set. I his do charisma. too. I <laughs> do too. I hate that about me, but uh, he won me over. One uh, yeah. and and this is a good outcome. Like it, it normally fuck finishes are terrible, but this is a good outcome because no one wanted to see Patron versus Puma, but now we're going to get a much more heated rival. Rivalry between Mundo and and uh, Patron, and they already had a good match, so we know they can give us yeah. a good one again. And we get a we get a, a, a the f- a final part of Hernandez versus Puma. We don't have to wait. We're going to settle that soon. So it, it was win win. Yeah, for the audience. And
0: you know we had some good commentary as Johnny was atop the steps. You know, Stryker asked the rhetorical question of Has the Temple. And all that it offers brought out the worst in Johnny Mundo. Great question. Vampiro says, you know, the one question a lot of people are going to have coming out of here is why, Johnny, why? And right after he says it, and this had to have been that why, Johnny, why had to have been edited in. But this was great because Johnny like immediately replies right after that, you know, goes over the air and he says, because this is my world. And that's the end of the show.
1: It was the end of the show. I mean, uh, um, it it was. I, I'm going to give it a C. I'm just going to yeah, say
0: it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go C plus. Uh, the main event angle carried the show. The vignettes weren't super strong. The matches were not super strong. Well, I take that back. Jack Evans and and Aerostar was damn good, but the other two matches weren't super strong.
1: Yeah, I mean he's good, but one good match for a debuting character is not. You know, really enough. I feel uh, for this um, to be a great, great show. I, I have to give it a C because it's passable. Like if you if you're enjoying Lucha Underground and you're following along, you know, can watch this episode. But if you're just looking for the best, uh, you can skip this one. If yeah. you, if you're trying to get into it, you want want the first show to watch. Do not watch this. Um, I, I have to give it a C. It's it's nothing wrong of the show. It's just nothing special. Um, and I'll probably forget about it in a day.
0: <laughs> I completely understand. Folks, 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 that is going to be the show. Don't forget, we are not alone here on the No, actually,
1: um, this is whoa, what I was talking whoa, about.
0: Whoa. Yeah,
1: this is what I was talking about. We're going to check and see if anybody's been listening. Uh, so fuck all yeah. other podcasts. We're the best. Um, <laughs>
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, we're the greatest hosts and uh we're the only show you should be listening to on the social suplex network
0: we're, we're the only show you should be listening to on any network
1: so by march fourth we should find out if we still have a show <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we will know if people have been listening
0: there's a method That's fair on. enough yeah there's a reason greg for you're it. gonna get us fired
1: that's gonna be crazy because they would never have expected that but uh you know
0: yeah yeah just remember guys uh we are the best uh no show on any network even this one is near as good as us of course
1: and if anybody from our uh, social suplex network co-hosts have listened to this uh there may be grave consequences for us (laughs)
0: Yes, that'll be the show.